When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Bleeding Blue pregame show. My name is Justin with my co-host David, who is in Detroit, or also, as I say, Detroit. It's not Detroit, it is Detroit, how some Northeasterners say it. And the New York football giants will be taking on the Lions of Detroit in Michigan. So... Let's Bleed Blue, and this is the Bleeding Blue pregame show, and because I'm not sure there's going to be music, I'm putting all these words here. Let's do it. David, how are you doing on this Saturday evening? Um, I'm a little tired. Yeah, tell us about your day, because you started the day in Queens and Brooklyn, New York, where yes, you're from, yeah. and now you have ended the day in... in Detroit, Michigan. I, I have. And I saw a lot on the way. Um, so do you want me to give you a little rundown of my day, Justin? Give give the rundown of the day. Okay. So uh, it all started. I picked up Ray, my, my, my buddy Ray. Ray, say hi. Hey there, Blue and Blue community. Uh, that's Ray. Uh, Ray from Brooklyn. Ray from Brooklyn. Shout out. Longtime listener. Has not called into the voicemail. I was going to so say, say not, it's like when, he is not a first time caller. It's like when somebody calls into like Francesa and it's like, you know, hey, yep. Mike, uh, first time, long, you know, long time, first time, you know, one of those. Yep. yep. Um, so picked up Ray at uh, approximately 2 15 to 10 this morning uh, from his house in Brooklyn. We that's a.m. That's a.m. Yes, yes. Uh, we then began our trek to Michigan. Um, we were stopping at a, at a friend's house in Akron, Ohio. However, on the way, as some of you might have seen on my Twitter, um, we're, we're driving along I-80, which cuts you know right through all the way through Pennsylvania. And we're driving along. It's going great. And at about 4.40 a.m., we just stop. And about 10 to 15 cars in front of us, there appears to be some kind of really bad accident because there's cars everywhere and there's 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 people walking around like hazmat suits and it's a whole big deal and we were just not going anywhere the highway was like basically closed you, nobody could move it was like impossible to move so we were just sitting on the highway for a while so ray and i decided to get out we walked around a little bit um, <laughs> it was very cold especially since we were probably in the like nearing the state college area or probably a little bit further east of state college. So, so like Penn state area. So it was very cold. It was like 38 degrees, not pleasant. So yeah, it was like five forty-five in the morning, right? Yeah. So about five forty-five, about six, I think it broke up probably maybe a little bit later than that. It broke up. Um, Sun's not up yet, right? We're at that time of the year. Yeah. No, the sun didn't come up till like seven, like seven fifteen. It was wow, crazy. Yeah, we're at that time of the it year. It was crazy. So, so yeah. So I, I love I love this part of the story where it's like, yeah, Ray and I decided to get out of the car. Ray and I made the smart decision to, to get, uh, out, of get out of our car. What else are we gonna do? There were a lot, <laughs> to be fair, in our defense, there were a lot of people outside of their cars, and I decided. What were, what, what were that, people doing? 
you know, some people were walking their dogs, um, just kind of chatting, just trying to stretch a little bit. People were talking to each other. Yeah, well, there were a bunch, a bunch of people behind us, but I think they might have all knew each other. It like there was a there was a there was a moving like a moving truck and then a couple of cars. So I'm thinking, okay, it's like it was like a group move. Hopefully, it was, hopefully it was for like that move was like in positive circumstances. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, dad got a new job and not like oh we have to move. Not for like oh yeah, we got evicted and now we're like stuck in bumper to bumper traffic, not moving at five forty five in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. I did not ask them their circumstances, but I think you should have asked. <sighs> Sorry, Justin. Bad guy move. My that's that's a, that's on me. Yeah, bad guy move. Did you lock the car when after you got out? Well, we didn't. We didn't stray that far. So I, I was comfortable not not locking. I actually left it on to keep it warm. I've always wondered like what I would do. I remember like reading that there would be traffic jams, you know, either going down to the shore, or going into the city and stuff like that, where people would get out and they would like play catch with the football. It's funny because Ray and I um, had mentioned on our way down as we as we were driving that we we you know plan on getting to the game early tomorrow and tailgating, so we needed to go buy a football because neither of us had a football. And we realized this would have been the perfect opportunity to have a quick catch on I-80. And not many people can say they've had a football catch on I-80. That's a bucket list cross-off right there. Well, that's part of the reason why I got out of the car. I was like, I don't have too many opportunities to drive, to, to just walk around on, on an interstate highway. So I need to take take advantage of this moment when I get it. So I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Um, it was tough because, you know, I was already getting a little tired and then doing nothing for an hour and a half really promoted that even further but here we are we're now we're now in detroit we got in about mm, a half an hour ago maybe 45 minutes ago and justin i am this is how dedicated i am to to you and our listeners we got in and i immediately took out my laptop plugged my microphone in and here we are this was my priority justin you you want to edit for me no Okay. All right. I'll do that. But uh, you, all right. So you want to compare dedication? You want to compare dedication, David? Tell me about your face, Justin. Yeah. Um, my face isn't in the best of spots right now. Um, David and I recorded a Phantom Bleeding Blue episode in the middle of the week. Um, and we had technical difficulties, and that's why we couldn't release. Um, that's why we couldn't release it. So the people on Twitter kind of got the heads up. Um. They kind of got the heads up about the technical difficulties, and they also got the um, updates on the conditions of my face. So on – David, I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday, I start getting this bump on my head, and I don't know what it is. And I talked about it on Bleeding Blue. I was like, oh, I got this bump. And I'm I, not sure what it is. And I believe I called you a baby. I, I think I said something I, – I, I, I basically said you were being soft. Maybe I said that like, yeah, that's your recording. I don't know. But I know I made fun of you for it. That's your second bad guy move of the episode. Yes, it is. Two for David, zero for me. So you're winning on the day so far. So I get this bump, and I'm like, all right. I, people, it, it honestly looked like a bruise. It was swelling, and it was red, and it looks like it kind of looked like a bruise, and it was swelling. And people are like, did you hit your head while you were sleeping? Because I just woke up with it on Tuesday. I'm like, no, I don't think I'm that crazy in my sleep. So then the day progresses. It gets worse on Tuesday. And it's right on the top of my, my head, the right side of my head. Now, it's not just in the middle of my head. It is on the right side of my head. And that's extremely important if you know the symptoms of this thing that I'm going to describe. So eventually, it works its way down my face on Wednesday. And it's kind of spreading. 
so I eventually get diagnosed with shingles. <laughs> Justin, Spoil- Justin, spoiler alert. As somebody who, over the summer, right after Memorial Day, was diagnosed with the measles, I think this is hilarious. We're just so connected. Well, because we've both had diseases that, like, our age range should not get. Like, oh, you want to hear a funny conversation with my doctor? I would love to. So typically this is for older people. David's right. And my doctor's like, well, even though this is typically, you know, for, you know, this disease is like for older people and, you know, people that have had chicken pox before. I haven't had chicken pox, but I did get the vaccine for chicken pox to prevent me from getting chicken pox. So I did kind of have the virus in me. So that makes sense. But. The conversation that I have with my doctor, my doctor asks, oh, are your midterms done? Are you under a lot of stress? And I'm like, yeah, my midterms are done. But the information that I withheld from her is that the Yankees were eliminated from the playoffs in devastating fashion the weekend before. And I sat in the fucking rain for three and a half hours and watched the Giants lose in miserable fashion. So I was under a lot of stress. I was under a tremendous amount of stress. I still am. This week I'm caring a little less because I have no expectations. Listen, the cross that you bear is just is just insurmountable sometimes. I'm the best. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be a sound drop. I know I know you're gonna make sure that is a sound drop. Go me. <laughs> so here we are. David is tired and exhausted after walking on I-80 at in 5.45 in the morning. Half of my <laughs> face, I look like I'm fucking Two-Face, and my eye is droopy, and my face itches. I'm probably not going to be able to shave for the next four weeks, and I cannot grow a proper beard. I was going to say, not that that's some, you know... Some tragedy, Justin. No, I no, I can't. No, it is a tragedy because I can't grow. No, a because, yeah, beard. your hair actually does grow, but it grows ridiculously. Like it doesn't on my it neck. Doesn't make any sense to it. Grows on my neck. Yeah, now get veneered, veneered. Um. So yeah. So here we are. Um. Ten minutes in, and David, you know, I honestly could care less about this game that's being played today because I really want to win, and Don't I could, that. I could easily be sucked back in. Oh, like so easily be sucked back in, right? But because of just how the game went last weekend and because we had so much, so many expectations last weekend, because, you know, the world seemed to be getting back in order for the New York football giants with Saquon returning, Engram returning, Tate's on the field, we're back home, we're against a, a bad defense, so let's get our shit together. And then we didn't get our shit together. So I'm, and also, like I said, half of my face is not the same as the other half. So I'm kind of disinterested in this football game. Now, obviously, you're not since you are physically present. Well, to be fair, I bought these tickets before the season started. Right. So I locked myself into this a long time ago. But tell me your mindset. That being said, and this might be a last ditch effort to justify this trip, but I don't think it is. I, th- I think this is true. I'm like recklessly confident going into tomorrow. Oh, you were not fast flash flashback to no, literally flashback to last week. I called this. I was, I was not, I was not in a good place Sunday night, Monday afternoon, but what did I say on Tuesday, Justin, you and I recorded that, that might've been, that might've been the phantom episode. It was was the phantom episode that 
has never and will never get released. But nobody will ever hear. It's a shame. It was a good episode. It was. And and I started it by saying that I, I was not in a good place to start the week. Uh, I was very depressed about the Giants. But I was going to make a concerted effort to to be more positive and to take a more positive spin on things and to look at the glass half full. And there is a glass half full for this team. So take all of that and, and now come into Saturday night. Here we are recording, Justin. And I've traveled far and, and I've seen a lot of things and then, you know, seen a lot of states. And I'm, I'm, I look at tomorrow and I think to myself, there's no reason in my mind why this team can't win. There's n- absolutely no reason. You can choose to look at last Sunday as, in, in, I, I use this word cautiously, but as in some ways a fluke. Hear me out. In the sense that you and I both addressed how Saquon Barkley did not have a good game. Probably the worst game of his professional career, not from a statistical standpoint, but from a, he didn't help the team at all. Nah, really. I mean, there were some good moments, but I, I would, if I had to put it on a scale of helping the team, hurting the team, running your team out of multiple drives and then also missing key blocks leading to key sacks and drive killers also does not do you well as well. But also, if yeah. you put Jonathan Hillman in on a lot of those runs, positive runs that he had, it, it they just wouldn't happen. Right. So, I mean, I suppose it balances out, but the point is when you've got a guy like Saquon on your team and, and you know, this kind of gets into your whole argument about the importance of a running back, Justin. When you've got a guy like Saquon, you need those positive plays. You need to not be the ceiling. You need you need you can't afford negative plays from your run, from your running back. You just can't afford. Them. There's a tremendous amount of pressure on him and Shermer to utilize a position that is very difficult to utilize in the NFL, in my opinion, right. in a passing league. Right. It's difficult. So so I call it a fluke because I don't believe that Saquon will have another bad game the same way he did. I think he I think he will become he will go back to being an asset um for the team. I think he will help the team more than he hurts them. I think Daniel Jones had a bad game. He's had a few stretch of a bad game. But you look at you look at what the Lions got have going. What the, what are the, what are they putting out there? Well, this team this is a team that just traded Quandre Diggs. This is the team that's going to be missing missing officially Darius Slay, their number one corner. But that's that second string guy that they got as a stud too. But the Giants, in theory, should be at a point offensively where they've got weapons that one stud on the defensive side of the ball should not. You know, it's not like when when the Giants just had Odell Beckham going, and and if you had a stud on the defensive side of the ball that could potentially take Odell out of the game, there was really nothing else. This team's got they have weapons all over the place. So and and you know, this game, in my estimation, is actually a really important game, maybe not for the season, for the longevity of the season, because I mean we can get into that, but you know, the map is still out there for this team to end up to to end up in a successful position for the season. But I think it's really important in terms of just seeing again where this team is. <clears throat> where this team is, where Daniel Jones is, because I think a lot of people probably want to make the um, argument, and you and I know this very well, Justin, probably want to defend Daniel Jones for last week in part because a lot of, a lot of his guys around him did have a bad game, 
Offensive line had a terrible game. And it essentially rained the entire game. And it rained only as, you know, and you and I got into an argument about this last year. Um, yeah, I was just about to bring that did, up. For some reason, didn't seem to understand that quarterbacks get affected when it rains. Yeah, but they they literally, like Daniel Jones literally in his interview said that like it was not like Well, I mean, do you want, you really want a quarterback to get up there and say, oh yeah, I couldn't grip the ball? Really? That's not what that. You see, you see how often they dry off those balls too. I really don't think it's that. Fun fact, actually, about that. Um, I listen to I, I I often listen to at work uh, the Pat McAfee show. Um, one of the better podcasts out there. It's it's not so much analytical as it is comical. And I take offense to that. Why do you take offense to that? I take a. You said it's one of the better podcasts. I take great offense. I think to that. it's a very it's a very well done podcast. I. Th- think it's second to ours <laughs> fair enough i was keeping us out of the equation humility is very important justin i am beyonce always okay okay regardless i um was listening to the pat mcafee show at right after uh i think it was on the monday maybe it was on tuesday um and pat mcafee had aq shipley uh the cardinal center oh on as a guest aq shipley said by the middle of the third quarter, the referees had run out of towels. So they were drying the balls with soaking wet towels. Well, you love to say it. AQ Shipley said, I was trying to figure out why every single time I went to snap the ball, the ball was wet every single time. Even though the, the, even though the, 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 the officials were, were drying them in theory – and then he realized it's because the equipment managers, the equipment staff all ran out of towels. They did not have any dry towels. So, you know, not for nothing, that ball was soaking wet. All right. So we get we get the point. I, I don't think people really want to hear about wet footballs for multiple minutes on end. But we get, we get it, it. I think it's important. Well, no, clearly you don't. I get it now because of AQ Shipley, which that's a great name, by the way. Wish I had that name. Don't discount the weather, Justin. It's very important. And my point is well, this tomorrow, is, this is well tomorrow it's gonna to be discounted. Exactly. And that's my point. That's will you oh, let me get to my point? Get to it quicker. You are not one to talk about speedy getting to points quickly, Justin. I told the story of the shingles very quickly and I left key points out. <laughs> point is a lot of pressure on this offense. Offense, not on the defense tomorrow. There's a lot of pressure on this offense because this is a defense that's reeling. They're they're this is a defense that's lost pieces. This is a defense that seems to not be on the same page. They're they're everybody on this team is tweeting about how frustrated they are with with their own team for trading certain guys and for doing making certain moves. This is a team that's reeling. This they've lost football games. This is a team that's reeling. So the Giants need to come in in what seems to be somewhat favorable circumstances, they can dominate. That's a strong word. What, dominate? Yeah, that's a Why? strong word. Why? Because dominate dominates a strong word. against. Because uh, the really, what last week taught me is I, I'm done presuming that this is a football team that can go out there and play a complete football game until they actually show it to me. I am not expecting that. I'm done expecting that. This could just be the bad half of my face talking here. But I'm done, David, until they can show it to me. I'm done 
until they can show me that they cannot get down by multiple scores. I'm done until Pat Shermer could show me something differently about situational awareness, which, by the way, during that phantom episode that we had late in, in the middle of the week, last week, we talked about how Pat Shermer deserves less blame. We did talk about it because we talked about how, how difficult is it when you go down by multiple scores, scores early in a game, how difficult it is when Daniel Jones is the reason why maybe two, three of those sacks actually happened on Sunday because he's holding onto the ball for too long. We talked about how nobody is getting open. No receivers for the New York football giants are getting open. We talked about how Pat Shermer abandons running out of 21 and 12 personnel when he gets down at football games. Now, we're not even just talking about getting down by multiple scores. We're talking about even when they're down by one score or less. Don't abandon running and passing out of those running formations as we've talked about literally all season long and all summer long, going back into the summer. What's going to work for this offense and what's trending for the league? Play action. Passing out of running formations, you've heard me say it a million times if you've been a listener for a long time. So until they can show me those things, David, I'm emotionally done. Now, you're not emotionally done because you're physically present. <laughs> Listen, I completely I completely understand that point. I really, really honestly do. And I, and I, like, I, I preface by saying... I, I think I'm I'm recklessly optimistic. Because you're there. You're no, because I David And yes, I think part of that also has to do with the fact that I need I'm I'm trying to get myself up to yeah. walk into enemy territory tomorrow and yeah. you know David, make if I was somewhat there with of you, an ass of myself. And we were recording in the same hotel room with Ray from Brooklyn in the background. I yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would be <laughs> with well my mother my mother asked me right before we we started recording, she asked me why aren't you with David? Well, I'm like, Mom, half of my face is drooping down my like my actual body. <laughs> so I said, so I said, that's the reason why I'm not there. But she's like, oh no, why didn't you get tickets? I'm like, oh well, I just didn't. So, but you're there. You are you are um brashfully optimistic, and I'm here, and I'm not. So it's important to know uh why we're in different places because our headspace is in different places. Let me ask you a question, Justin. So I have my reasons in my head why I think this game can go well. I'm curious to know on your end, since you're someone who's you're you're not optimistic about this game and you're not, admittedly, you're not very excited about it. Give me something that the Giants need to do where if you see them doing this in the first quarter successfully, consistently, you're going to say, okay, maybe we got something going today. If we find a way to not, I'm, and I'm serious, this is so surface level and this is so, this is kind of so sports radio. This is not me like, oh, I've watched film this week and excuse me for not being fully prepared on the Detroit Lions, okay, with the New York football giants. What are we, two and five? Um, excuse me for not being so prepared um, about the other team, like I said, because half of my face is falling off my body. But David, if we just don't allow multiple scores in the first quarter if we can hold them to seven if we can hold them to 10 and if the Giants cannot if the Giants walk out of the first half with a time of possession split not being 20 to 10 not being 19 to 11 
not being overwhelmed by how much our defense has been on the football field, I'm feeling good. Like, that's literally been the trends of the entire year. It's not even just... But the Washington game is the obviously the exception because we kind of dominated that game from start to finish. But every other game besides that, it's been so overwhelming just how little our offense has had the ball. And there's no excuse for that. Obviously, this is the second game back with Saquon. So the sample size with Daniel Jones and Saquon isn't that great. But David, there's just no excuse for that now. This is why we have... Saquon Barkley, this is why we put so much stock into this offensive line. You know, this is why you spend the draft pick on Hernandez and you trade for Zeitler and you signed Solder and you drafted Barkley, you drafted Jones for all of this to come together. You need to have the ball and sustained drives and then try to find a way to get off the field somehow where you're not allowing seven points with five seven-minute drives on the defensive side of the ball. There you go. I, I, I completely agree. And, and those are things that we've talked about all year. We, I, I stand by the fact, and, I, and I, I'm going to keep saying this as long as we talk about this. In the preseason, I was talking about time of possession. And, and it's, it's such an ignored stat. And I feel like any time a team wins or loses, that stat is thrown out once. And we just say, oh, yeah, they won time of possession, which means that that makes sense that they won the game. For this team, that is so, so, so important. And they consistently lose it. But it's so important because I had a tweet during the week where I said that I actually think this defense is kind of good. And by kind of good, I mean they, they've, they've crossed the threshold from, like, maybe not that bad to kind of good. They don't play they don't play complete games. They're not they don't have the personnel. They don't have they're just not there. But best believe they are at some point in the game, they are going to string some stops together. And if as an offense you you can't help out your defense when they're struggling, if you as an offense you can't help them by sustaining drives and putting up points, then I don't care how many points the defense gives up, the blame is on you. Because this team has so many assets on the offensive side of the ball. This team should be complete on the offensive side of the ball outside of your quarterback. And outside of last week, not one of these losses can, could be directly attributed to Daniel Jones. And even last week, you really you can't make a complete assumption that he gets the loss. So the offense needs to be in a position right now where they are helping this defense. I'm tired of this narrative about the defense being the reason why the team is two and five. They're, they're just not. And that's a lazy take. And and that's just ignoring the obvious. That's trying to scapegoat the guys that you like on the offensive, on the defense of side of the ball and just protect the guys you like on the offensive side of the ball. It's easy to like Saquon. It's easy to like Daniel Jones. And it's easy to like Sterling Shepard, but they have been the problem. And David, I don't know when people are going to realize that this is an offensive league. You're not going to be the 85 Bears. I'll tell you what, folks. The Bears, the 49ers, and the Patriots are the exception. If you look at yards per game, David, and you look at like the top like maybe three defenses, two defenses maybe, in yards per game, yards allowed per game, it is a steep drop-off between maybe the 49ers and the Patriots who I think the Patriots are allowing something absurd, like the 230, Patriots, 
230, 215 yards per yards allowed per game. Are, the Patriots are like, and this is not this isn't like hyper. This is not exaggeration. The Patriots are historically good. I think the number is two hundred and twenty three yards a game. And then from the top two or three in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys are like fifth. They're allowing two hundred and ninety two yards per game, which that's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> 300 allowing 300 yards in a game is good and you're seeing your exact point with the chicago bears this year that defense is fantastic they are that is an excellent defense they were by far best in the league last year and they really didn't lose much it's an offensive league but for some reason they're not nearly as successful this year it's because their offense can't sustain anything you throw defense out consistently again and again and again and again, they're going to break. It's it's it, Like you said, it's an offensive league, and it's a league that is geared to allow the teams to score points. So as Giants offense, when I look down here and I see that the Lions defense is allowing 140 yards rushing a game, I think to myself, okay, you've got, in my opinion, the best running back in the NFL – You've got an offensive line that, in theory, especially between the gu- from from the guards in, should open up consistent running lanes, and you've got weapons that should allow the defense to not just key in on the run. The team should score points tomorrow. If the team scores less than twenty eight points, in my opinion, tomorrow, wow, we have a problem. Wow, this is not just me being fired up about the fact that I'm here. There's no reason why this team can't go up, can't go out and score points. They scored points in Daniel Jones' first game. In that second half of that Buccaneers game, the, the, the offense was dynamic. It was effective consistently. They it, didn't was throwing, it was throwing the ball every play, too. Find something that works and do it. It's very, very simple. I don't, I don't care if Saquon Barkley runs for 20 yards. I'm not trying to prove a point. Wow that Saquon Barkley is the best running back in the NFL. I happen to think that if Saquon Barkley runs well, it's ultimately very good for the team. But if Saquon runs for 20 yards and Daniel Jones throws for 440 and we win, I will take it. I don't care. I'm not out to prove a point. If Daniel Jones throws for 95 or 120 like Kyler Murray did last week and Saquon runs for 180 and scores three times, I don't care. I'm not going to say Daniel Jones is a bust. I'm going to say the team won. They figured out what worked, and they did it. So find something that works, and against this defense, something should work. Pat Sherman needs to figure out what it is and needs to go. needs to just use it because they've got weapons. Yeah, and more about Pat Shermer and David. I think this will, this will maybe this may be our final point. Uh, we in in that Phantom episode that will never be released, and that was actually pretty good. But because of the technical difficulties, you will never hear it. <laughs> We talked to, <laughs> we talked about Pat Shermer, and really, really here's here's where I am with Pat Shermer. We learned nothing new about Pat Shermer last weekend. We learned nothing new about him as a coach. We learned nothing new about him as a game manager. We learned nothing new about him as a play caller. There were a lot of things that have gone wrong around him that still are excuses and valid excuses for why he deserves to still have this head coaching job. Until we see this team not get behind by multiple scores early in the game, until we can see Daniel Jones not holding on to the ball for too long, until we can see Daniel Jones not forcing the ball with these silly turnovers, 
until we can see these things, David, I don't think we can fairly evaluate Pat Shermer's job fairly if all of these things are happening around him, and including also offensive line play as well. I mean, allowing eight sacks and offensive line play. However, some of that is scheming, and some of that is Pat Shermer, for example. Why are you putting Evan Ingram one-on-one with Chandler Jones? That should never happen. That's scheming. So until those kind of different things go according to plan, you can't criticize and call for Pat Shermer's job, which even during our reaction episode, David, we were not calling for his job, we were just questioning many, many things that we have been questioning for a few weeks now, and that, like we said, it's nothing new. So that's that's my final point. Um, why don't you give your final thoughts, and then we can head forth with our lives. I, uh, I think you articulated the way I'm feeling, too, about Pat Shermer pretty well. Um, it's too early. Because we need to talk about it. We need yeah. We do need to kind of address it because it's been such a topic. And again, I and I think people are so obsessed with it. And this was the same thing that we had with Eli Manning last year. People are so obsessed with the idea that if you say, uh, let's give him some more time, we're not saying that Pat Shermer's job should be safe, you know, for the foreseeable future, for, for weeks on end and for years on it. We're not saying we even like the job that he's done. Maybe you are, Justin. I'm not going to speak for you. But for me personally, I don't like the job he's done. I think he could do a lot better, but I do agree with you. Um, it's not act, It's not fair to say he should lose his job because if you use that logic, you should also be beginning to say Daniel Jones should lose his job. And you should also start saying that, you know, Evan Ingram had a terrible game and, and he's shown us a lot more bad over the course of his career than he has good. So should he lose his job? You know, people are throwing out Pat Shermer's overall coaching record. That's that to me that means nothing because he had some some really rough rosters in his in his coaching career. I I'm not ready to say he needs to be gone, but I'm also not saying oh he's he is safe. He's he's in concrete. He's here for a long time, and I'm not saying he's done a good job. Um, so I think you 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 articulated it perfectly. Um, it's a wait and see. And I know people don't like that. There are a lot of factors outside of him. You know, quite simply, Nate Solder needs to be better. There's no coaching that's going to help that. He needs to be better. Saquon Barkley needs to be He's better gone. from what last year, from what last week was. Daniel Jones needs to be better. That's not coaching. That's just your play needs to improve. And coaching can only take you so far. All right, David, let's do a quick little exercise because uh, Glenn and I are going to be recording after the game today. We're going to be recording after the game today. You're going to be driving home. So it's going to be Glenn and I, and I can imagine we may be talking about this, depending on how much of the game there is to talk about. So really quickly, Nate Solder, staying or going, because the trade deadline's this week. We're talking right now? Like we're, talk- we're talking before the trade deadline? Is he gone? Yeah, like really, like really quickly, stay or go. Nate Solder. Uh, I would love if he went, but we can't afford to have him go. I say stay. Dalvin Tomlinson. Stay. I want him to go. Janoris Jenkins. <laughs> Go. Go as long as Sam Beal is a functional human being on, on the football field. Agreed. I think I think that might be what they're waiting for. Alec Ogletree. Go. Stay because for whatever reason, the Giants aren't a functional defense without him on the football field, even though when Alec Ogletree is on the football field, he is a terrible football player. But he is gone after the year. Yes, agreed. 
So I really can't think of anybody else necessarily because I don't think anybody else is. A lot of people throwing out Evan Ingram. Do you buy it? Buy no, the they no, might, because this. Looking the shot I don't know why. No, you because would. this offense. And I was talking with uh, Murph uh, on Twitter, and uh, I said because this offense is a lot closer than the defenses. Like there are a lot more solid mm-hmm. set pieces on offense than defense. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't touch the offense unless it's Nate Solder because that's just a terrible situation. So that's I, I completely agree with that point. Okay. Perfect. All right. So uh, let's go forth and play that football today. Um, do that hockey. Okay. Do that hockey, as some people like to say. But uh, play that football today. I hope we win. Um, that would be nice. That would be fun. Keep on bleeding blue. You will hear from us soon. David, have a good time. Be well. I will certainly try. People in Detroit have 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 so far been very very nice. I've had very nice interactions. Though, as I as I posted on Twitter, I can't wait to ruin their day. Oh, bad guy. Bad guy moment. Third bad guy move by me. Bad guy moment number three. Three to zero. Yeah. You win. Keep on bleeding blue. And David. Hey, uh, Ray. Hey there. Should they stay beautiful? Uh, more beautiful than the weather. Yeah, it's, it's terrible weather here. So everyone stay more beautiful than this rainy, terrible weather we're having in Detroit right now. Stay beautiful.